Introducing Built to Last, a new podcast by American Express. I'm Elaine Welteroff, and I'm excited to host the debut season where we will be deep diving into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Through these important conversations, we'll hear how the Black business leaders of our past have inspired today's Black-owned small businesses and communities. Join us for the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of View from the Cheap Seats. We're really excited. We are the Sklar Brothers. If you're joining us for the first time, this is a show where we dig into the world of sports, uh, the serious and also the absurd. Uh, we take on the topics of the week and we do it with a guest, either a comedian uh, who loves his sports or her sports or someone in the sports world. And today we got someone who we worked with at the NFL Network, who we love, who is still at the NFL Network. He was a wide receiver in the NFL for 10 seasons, uh, played college ball in Nevada. He's a great dude uh, and knows his NFL. One of the sharpest dressers. And by the way, kicks so much ass on the CBS uh, Sunday football show, like in between games and pregames and stuff. He's amazing. Jay, we're, of course, talking about Nate Burleson. So we'll get to him later. Uh, and then later on the show, I don't know if you saw the comments by Matthew McConaughey, but uh, and McConaughey's like playing every side of every angle right now. So right. we'll we'll talk to him later on in the show. But first, Jay, let's get let's get into the announcement this past week that uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is going to be fighting Logan Paul, not Jake Paul, but Logan Paul. So this is my theory this on is February theory. 20th. Yeah. So you could go two ways with it. My theory is that like, you know where you are in this world by who you're celebrity boxing against. Right. If you find yourself in the ring with honey boo boo, shit's not going well. Do you understand what no. I'm saying? Like you, you, you've fallen on hard times. If you ever see you, that you are versus Ozzy Canseco in a boxing match in Orlando, things are not going well. Yeah. And I think, well, that's one way to look at it is that, you know, Floyd Mayweather, but, so, but, but the, the you thing- do it because you don't have money. You do it because you need this next gig. We understand that there are a lot of people who once had fame and are now living on the edge. If your name, Joey, Buttafuoco is the type of guy that gets in the ring and like tries to box Tanya Harding. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of stuff. Like in those moments, you realize what a tactician Butterbean was. He actually could box. He was actually a really good boxer. And Butterbean right. beating you is like the guy with two knee braces just raining shots over you at the rec center. Everyone's like, guard him. You're like, I'm trying. And he's like six inches I shorter than you. Can't, I can't. He's like throwing it up in a weird Jamal Wilk sort of a way, and he's draining everything. That is Butterbean whooping your ass because he was a guy who never, ever did a sit-up. Right. But, but, but Floyd so Mayweather. That's one, yeah. So that's one theory. So, But Floyd Mayweather has money. Floyd Mayweather has the legacy. Floyd Mayweather has done all that he needs to do in the world of boxing. So there's got to be something else at play here. And I think, Ran, I think in light of Jake Paul knocking out Nate 
uh, Robinson, who is friends with Mayweather. I think Mayweather is like, I'm going to beat up Logan Paul so badly. I'm going to knock the Pauls out of boxing. I'm, I'm going to hit Logan Paul so hard that Jake Paul's going to quit. I'm going to hit Logan Paul so hard. He's going to want to go back to the suicide forest. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I think there is, this is a message sending scenario, a message. sending. So I think there's a notion right now where Mayweather is like, these guys are stepping into the ring and the whole internet exploded because Jake Paul dropped Nate Robinson and he was literally knocked out. And I think, you know, there's this notion of like, for us, if someone who's like kind of not really a comedian gets on stage, like remember when Jeremy Piven was like trying to do stand up, and yeah. he would go out and he would tell these long stories. And it's like, yeah, you're standing on the stage and you might be getting laughs, but you're not doing stand up comedy. Like stand up comedy is an intricate thing that we spent our whole lives working on. You can't just suddenly say I'm a stand up comedian and the internet goes nuts over you when that's a disrespect to the art of boxing. And I do think, so wait, so you want, you want you want Floyd Mayweather to box Jeremy Piven? I would like to see that, or Jeremy Piven to, to do stand up with Logan Paul. But I do think there's something in that notion that he's. And this is the most noble. This approach. is what it is. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm going to show you that boxing is a real thing. What's insane though is that Mayweather is such a tactician and fights such a boring style that sucks. He's so defensive that you can't get the shot in on him that it, I don't think there's going to be that crazy knockout punch. And also Logan Paul is much bigger than Mayweather, like much, much bigger than that. So I'm not sure Mayweather is going to be able to knock him out, knock him out. Like or, if you're Mayweather, you don't want to just win on points. My question is, is this good for boxing or is this bad for boxing? Because we're talking about Floyd Mayweather Jr. Fighting a kid, a YouTube star, a YouTube star. We're not talking about like when you and I saw Sugar Ray Leonard fight Marvin Hagler over at Howard Opinski's house on pay-per-view. Yeah. We're not talking about, and we lived through that golden era of middleweight boxing. Like we're not talking about that. We're talking about some stunt fight, which the biggest fight before that was Conor McGregor, a UFC guy fighting Floyd Mayweather Jr. Like the Pacquiao Mayweather fight happened five years after it should have happened. Yeah. Boxing has a real problem. Like, are we talking about boxing? Like if you're super inside boxing, yeah, you know the good fight. I think the heavyweights with Tyson Fury, I think, Fury's interesting. I think and, the heavyweights with Tyson Fury. Triple G is good and Lomachenko is good. And I mean, I've seen these fights and they're good, but like the casual fan doesn't give a damn about it. Right. So boxing has kind of become like record collecting. Like you have to really understand, like you have to be a music file to want to go into the vinyl world. Um, the, the general TikTok music fan of Juice World is not going to be like necessarily digging into stacks of vinyl at record shops. So boxing has sort of become more of a niche thing, which is yeah. crazy because when you think back to like Muhammad Ali and those massive fights that he did, and you think about Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran and all those fights from the eighties and the nineties before MMA hit the scene, like those were the things that they were as big a sport as any other sport. Hey, on, on I remember scene. Lennox Lewis fighting Mike Tyson I remember yeah. Evander Holyfield fighting Mike Tyson in the 90s. So, like, again, the 80s had some great fights. The 90s had some great fights. And they and were fights. We have 
Yeah, there oh, were fights ahead. where people get them on pay-per-view. Do you remember like being in New York City and like walking down the street and seeing people looking into a bar that charged money because they got the pay-per-view and people just showed up to watch it? Like that was yep. a thing. That was a thing. I don't think people are going to do that with the uh, Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. It's like this feels like a fight of like meet me outside. Like I don't think it should even happen in the ring. I think it should happen outside the building. It should start with one of them saying, you want to take this outside? And then they go outside and it's just like a bare knuckles brawl. Uh, so we'll, we'll, see. we'll see what happens and we'll see if it does anything for the world of boxing. I do I believe that it will. Flo- I do believe that Floyd Mayweather has more pressure on him than he is willing to admit because he is fighting for the art and the dedication to boxing. He's not just fighting. He's got to knock himself. him out though. He's got to knock him out. He can't just win on points. If he just wins on points, that's it. Let me just ask you this. Is Jim Lampley going to call it? No freaking way. Jim Lampley doesn't even come near that thing because it is a stunt. It is not a real thing. And a guy like Jim Lampley who loves boxing would never, ever even. Maybe we'll try to get Jim Lamp. Maybe we'll try to get Jim Lampley on this show and see. Be amazing. Be amazing. All right, let's take a break. When we come back on the other side, let's talk NFL. It is in full swing. Two huge upsets happened this week in the NFL from the woeful NFC East. The Giants and the Redskins defeated teams they had no business defeating. What does that do to the pecking order? What does that do to the power, uh, you know, the power index in the NFL? We're going to get into all of it with Nate Burleson right after this. Ran, I got something in the mail that yeah. I want to talk about that I am so excited about and I love. You know, we love Quip. We love their sleek toothbrushes. We love their the the smart motor that wins you prizes and all kinds of stuff. Sure. You can win gifts. I love all stuff. I got in the mail uh, a the the flossing pick. I got the flossing pick too. I love it so much. It's uh, so I, and you know what? I like to floss, but. You know, and I do it once a night. I do it at night every night, but I I should do it more often during the day. And I do think this will contribute to better tooth care and to shorter dental appointments. And this, the floss thing is so good. First of all, it's amazing design because it's quip. You press the little Q button and the thing opens up. There's, it, it comes in this little cool case that opens and closes almost like my ear pod, my earbud cases. Yeah, exactly. And and you it has like a magnetic connection at the end. And then you clip you clip down on a little floss and you pull it out and then you snap it off and then you have floss in a little pick. So you're not wasting tons of floss. It's super easy to use. I the flossing with the brushing, I feel like my teeth are in better shape than ever. Quip has you covered. I love these guys. They got the sonic vibrations on the brushes. We've talked about this. Our kids have quips. You know, it's a two minute brushing cycle. Every 30 seconds, you get a little zzz, and it tells you to go to a different area yeah. within the uh, yeah. within your mouth. You got the smart motor, right, Ran? That can I, I switched uh, to a new I got the new black uh, quip toothbrush with the smart motor and it is 
I love it so much. I've never, my teeth have never felt better. I go into the dentist. It's 29 minutes. That's my teeth cleaning. I've never had that ever. It usually takes an hour. So, but with Quip, I kept getting it down. I got it down to like 43 minutes. Then I got it down to 37 minutes. Then I got it down to 33 minutes. I'm down now under 30 minutes for my, and it's just because the Quip is this consistent thing. And again, our kids get great dental uh, reviews from their dentist and, and it just, our whole family's on the Quip and it's a wonderful thing. So this holiday season, check out Quip's exclusive deals. And if you go to getquip.com slash cheap seats right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill for free at getquip.com slash cheap seats. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash cheap seats. I love their stuff. Everything they do is great design and really fun to use. And it makes brushing and flossing a fun activity and cool, which again is better for your overall health. Quip, better oral health made simple. All right, Jay, I want to talk about Fuel Up because you and I have both been on a diet kick and we've both been on an exercise yep. kick. The two things go hand in hand. And right now, you know, a lot of people out there, you've got your home stationary bike, you're, you're out walking. I'm walking between six and 10 miles a day if I can do it. And it just feels so good. However, I realize when I'm out and I'm exercising, I need more than just water to replenish myself. I got to replenish myself on a cellular level. And that is what Fuel Up does. And I, what I do is I get the Fuel Up packet. I put it in the water. To me, it's, it, it repairs me on a cellular level. So when I'm done exercising, I'm not worn out for the day. It's not like I can't help out at home. It's not like I can't sit down and write a bunch because the Fuel Up. Yeah, we're makes, folk, it helps you. Yeah. It helps you focus too. I love that part of it as well. And we have a special offer for our listeners. Order a bag of Wake Plus today. You'll receive a free Fuel Up shaker bottle, which you need and which we use. Which I and love. Free you just pour the stuff in and free shipping and free shipping. So you just go to fuelup.gg, fuelup.gg, and uh, you will you, you can see all their products and stuff they do there. And I've tried all of their products. They're all really good. I can just say this. Before I started just exercising and drinking water, I would come home from exercising and be kind of wiped out for a, a little while. Now that I use the fuel up, I'm like ready to go when I come back home. And I'm it's it's replenished me in a way that I, I have not seen before. And I can just tell you it really works and it's really good. So if you're out there trying to exercise, out there trying to take care of yourself, and you want to not be worn out afterwards, you want to remain focused, get the fuel up. Again, go to fuelup.gg. So for just $36.95, you get a bag of wake plus, you'll receive the free fuel up shaker bottle and free shipping. Give it a try. You're going to see that you will feel better. Uh, you'll feel like you're about to start your workout when you finish your workout, if that take makes it, sense. Take it from people who have used it and love it. Fuelup.gg. Do it now. Hey, welcome back to the show. So happy that we have our guest on here. Uh, proud of him. Got to know him. Got to be friends with him at the NFL Network where he killed it and then just moved on and continued. You know, he's still doing stuff in the NFL Network. I love him on CBS. I love him with all the holding his own, always looking sharp. Great analysis. I mean, that's really why I go to, to hear what he has to say, because he played the game. Nate Burleson, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate that. Thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, man, those are some fun times being able to get to know you guys, become friends, but also work together. You guys yeah. are are my speed of uh, edutainment, as I like to call it in football. You know, I, I'm not the type to just get up there and be like, hey, this is why the post corner really worked against right. the cover, too. Right. It's like 
people want a little bit more. So um, watching you guys and being fans of yours for so long, it's like you take elements of people that you admire. And, and, uh, and I appreciate that time that we spent together. It's why you roll so well on Good Morning Football. I mean, I feel like, you know, you get it. You understand it, you know, yeah. and, and, and can hang with people who are funny and people, who, you know, you roll with it very easily. And, and also people can go to like any number of places just to get the bare bones analysis. But I yeah. think the reason why. So we say this about comedy, too. We're like, why do people tune in to John Oliver last week tonight? Or why do they tune in to Bill Maher on Friday night? We already know the news. We got the news right. all week long. Why do they, why do people watch pardon the interruption? Like we've already seen that cycle all day long. Yep. Yeah. So like, why do we, why do we do that? Cause you're about the personalities. You want it's yep. all about the personalities. I mean, I loved the crazy thing is like, yep. I've always wanted to see boomer and Phil Sims on the same It's fascinating to see them both because I always felt they were two sides of the same coin for some reason. <laughs> oh, they are. Quarterbacks they are. In, who spent time in New York, played yeah. for the different teams in New York, kind of just, you know, one is a little more brash. The other one's more of a Southern dude, but they both kind of did it. You know, it's it must be fun sitting on that set with those guys. It, it really is. And I, I've been really pushing for um, CBS to capture the content in between the commercial breaks and while we're watching the games yes, and release that just on social media, on digital, on social media platforms, because like that's the best part about working on the Sunday show. One, it's prime real estate, like it's CBS. So when I Hell auditioned, yes. I didn't think I'd get the job. It was just like, all right, I'm, I'm just glad they, they know who I am. Mm -hmm. And then when I landed it, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be um, something that I, I have to one, know the history of this show mm -hmm. and appreciate the scene I'm in. But yeah. two, I got to be more of myself. But as I got to know, like everybody on the cast, we really started to open up and we're like a group of brothers, like, you yeah. know, different age ranges, of course, mm -hmm. from different backgrounds. But when we're watching the games um, before halftimes, we're sitting there eating lunch. So yeah. the first thing people do is we talk about each other like we're in the locker room. We're looking yep. at each other's plates and we're like, Boomer, you shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> and then Phil, he'll get going. And the one thing about Boomer and Phil is they are like the same exact dude. They're like your two older brothers mm -hmm. that you know if you got in a fight, these guys are going to be knocking dudes out for you. That's but right. your two older brothers lightweight hate each other. That's so they're right. always fighting. Like the, it's, and I, it's easy. I'll just, I'll just sit back and I'll be like, so um, – so when you guys are in your prime, like who was the fastest? And it's like, <laughs> I, I ask it like inquisitively. I'm like, no, I just really want to know. And then mm -hmm. boom, a dude, cause boom, boom loves himself some boom. Like if yes. you thought, he, yes. yo, I love me some me was a dude. Mm -hmm. Boom was that before. Mm -hmm. So boom would immediately go like this. <laughs> I mean, me, of course. And then, <laughs> then Phil, he'll hear it from across the room. And it's just like, pew, 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 pew. And they'll <laughs> yep. just take shots all day long. And I went to him, I like, look, I need, we need to put this stuff out there. It makes us, it makes us really human. Yep. And it, it makes these guys that, that might not like identify with this younger generation of fans who don't know how great these guys were. Yep. It makes them really relatable. Yes. And my, the response great I got comment. was, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to make sure we tone it down because, you know, locker room talks get spicy. And I'm yep. like, all right, well, let's edit it because people would love to see yeah. it. Edit it out. Yeah, just clips. Find the clips that are safe. Well, it's yeah. so funny that you say that because I shot a little thing that I directed for, with the guys from different sport, but with Pedro Martinez, Gary Sheffield, 
Jay yep. Rawl, Jimmy Rollins. And yep. we sat around during the playoffs and we were watching the playoffs game. And to me, that was the greatest thing in the world. You're watching Pedro Martinez be like, don't throw that. Don't throw that. See? And then Sheffield's like, see, I know exactly what he's saying. And I know what's yep. going through his mind right there. What he's saying is I'm looking for a pitch low and outside. And Pedro's like, I'm going to drop it one inch below that. Drop it one inch below it. And you are literally... You know, as you guys are watching these games and as you're analyzing them, how much of it is like brain twitch? You're back. You put yourself back in in the position of being on the field. A lot of it is. A lot of it is uh, knowing what's going to happen um, before it actually happens. You know, I, I say that. You know, this is all a cycle. You know, the mm -hmm. NFL it's just the same storylines. It's just packaged differently with new players and and and, and new talent on the field. Um, but it's like that scene in the Matrix where yeah. Neil's walking. He's like, "Huh, that's strange." Yeah. Black cat. And they're like, "Huh?" Like, yeah, I saw black cat twice. And they're like, oh, that, yeah. "That's a glitch." And it's like, I see. I feel like I am Neo in the Matrix, watching the football, the football just play the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. What's great about watching it with guys like Boomer and Phil and Coach Cower is, and I'm the young pup, so yeah. I just sit back and we're watching these games. And if a coach makes a terrible decision, I look at Bill, and Bill's just like, mm -hmm. "Should have did it." <laughs> the, chin. the chin, the chin, stupid the play, chin. stupid like, play. I'm like, all right, and then you'll you'll look at you'll look at uh, Boomer, and Boomer's just like, "Why would you throw that ball? Yeah, yeah. Why in the world would you?" Th and then Phil's over across the room, he's like, "Oh, like every pass you threw was perfect." Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm That's sitting a... back, and I'm like, "This is the coolest job ever." It's it, and it's. Our show is an hour long, right. and that's whatever. Like, I'll take whatever piece of the show I can get. My fifteen seconds, fifteen seconds every segment, I'll, yep. I'll take that. But the best part of my job, I'm there from eight a.m. to eight p.m. The right. best part of my job is sitting around talking shop. Like, look, like Watching last news. week, we're sitting there and um, we're getting ready for the production meeting, mm -hmm. and then you know, there's all this news about the Jets and how bad mm -hmm. they are, and mm -hmm. Gates being fired. Mm -hmm. So, boom's like, coach. I know we ask you every week, and we've been asking you for the last couple of years, are you coming back to coach football? Yeah. And Cal was like, you know, I'm really loving it. He, he has this really, like, soft demeanor when he's not angry. He's like, I'm really loving TV, and it's just, I don't know if I, don't know if I want to go back. Yeah. And, and we're like, but, coach, you still have it in you. He's yeah. like, yeah, I do. I do. And then Boomer says, what, what, what would it take? Mm -hmm. And Coward goes, ah, you know, four years, 80 million. We're like, 20 what? million a year? Yeah. <laughs> So we're like, damn. So then Boomer's like this. We're in the production. He's like this. Mm -hmm. 20 million a year. Mm -hmm. My A block for my radio show. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, and then for the entire day, we just yeah. kept asking Coach Cower if he's going to coach the Jets. Yeah. And what's why? I'll give you some behind the, behind the uh, curtain behind, stuff. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, so a few days before, I'm sitting at the crib. And I get a text message from Sean Merriman. He texts me occasionally, just check in. Love and he's it. like, yo, what's up, Nate? You got Coach Cowher's number? And I'm like, uh, sure, yeah. yeah. So I hit up the group chat. It's all the guys on the show, the yeah. NFL Today group chat, with the producer, Drew Kaliski. And I'm like, hey, Sean Merriman just asked me, uh, Marion just asked me for um, Coach Cowher's number. Mm -hmm. and, and he wants Coach Cowher to... <laughs> be one of the, the the candidates for the new coach of the chargers if anthony lynn is in d5 yeah in this in our group chat just blows up fire emojis and oh my all god gifts and everything and and so cower talks to sean sean tells him hey if this does happen we want you 
So on Sunday, it on Sunday, he, and he's he's an he's an ambassador. He's he's basically saying if if Anthony Lynn is fired, like I would love for you to consider the job. Right. Like, it wasn't like it was a, an official offer. But it's right. a trial balloon that he's sending up there to just see if Are there's interest. Interested? That's right. Let's gauge so, like lick your finger and put it out into the wind and see what. That's it. Just checking the temp. So mm-hmm. for for coach. On one Sunday, he we're just peppering him with questions. So, 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 are you gonna are you gonna keep uh, Sam Darnold, or are you no? Are you gonna move on? So is Trevor Lawrence your Trevor guy? Trevor Lawrence is your guy, man. So that's it, man. That's Dude, what that's it. That's first of all, that's amazing, and it just goes to show you that those who did it on a high level, you are automatically in the pool. Coward did it on the highest level. You're just in the thought pool. People are like, You're in the pool. Hey, if we can get him, we can get him. Even a guy like, so we went to Michigan, even a guy like Jim Harbaugh is right. in the pool. He did it pool. on a high level. It's like the, you got to respect what he did at San Francisco. Yeah, It doesn't so, matter what happened in, at Michigan. It's like you know, his name's going to come up in the conversation. Always. His, his always. name is going to come but, up. But so this is a great starting point point to talk about NFL stuff. How important in your mind is coach <clears throat> coach versus like star QB power? Like how, who turns a team around faster? Does Trevor Lawrence, if he walks into the league and he's playing lights out, it does he turn, does he make a mediocre coach great or can a great coach turn a mediocre quarterback and team into great quicker? That's a really good question. Um, I'm looking at some of the quick turnarounds we've seen over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Uh, you know, Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden being relevant. Kyler Murray, of course, um, a fantastic talent, but he's attached to Cliff Kingsbury. That's right. Uh, look at Pat Mahomes a few years ago, just bursting onto the scene. But he's attached to Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson last year, it basically, I, I would say, saved Harbaugh's job. You know, yep. him making that decision of uh, benching Joe Flacco and then starting Lamar, I think that just kind of extended his shelf life as a coach for the Baltimore Ravens. That's right. It was the right decision. And it was a tough decision. So like with those guys, there's always a coach that is in so many ways, the puppet master Mm -hmm. in order for the Arizona Cardinals to be good. They needed a coach like Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, who is real chill can speak to the youth. He's more of the swag and the sauce than Kyler Murray is because Kyler's like quiet, dude. Very chill, very quiet. He's like this this gentle dude. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it has nothing to do with his leadership. Everybody knows he's still a great leader. And then you look at Pat Mahomes, who also has this very humble demeanor. Um, And I feel like Andy Reid, you know, Big Red is Big Red, but I feel like he's yeah. the he's the one with the cockiness. Like Big Red's like I've been around. And you know right. what? Like a Super Bowl is owed to me. That's why I'm still coaching. And mm-hmm. that's how I put this together. And and the moves that these coaches have to make. Like, so I, I to answer your question in a very long-winded way, it has to be the coach because without Cliff Kingsbury saying Josh Rosen isn't our dude. And right. You take the 17 million we gave you, you're not our dude. We're going with Kyler. Without Andy Reid saying, I love Alex Smith. He's going to get us to the playoffs every year, but I'm drafting this young dude, Pat Mahomes. Like, that's a bold move for Harbaugh to say, yo, Flacco, we had had a good run. It's been real, but I got to go with this young dude. And and it's a huge mystery. At this point, people were still saying he should be playing wide receiver. So I I think even if Trevor Lawrence comes in, there needs to be a coach, like a legitimate coach that has something. Because once once the – the novelty wears off of a first overall pick. Mm-hmm. You can you can point at something that's 
that's consistent. That, that's the standard. So like what prime example, when Baker had that sophomore slump, yep. We were all looking at Baker. It's like, nah, bro, it's your fault. Like, nah, right. you, you, you talk a lot. You talk yep. a lot. You're doing a lot of commercials. Yep. It's on you. But, but when he has a good coach and mistakes happen this year, we didn't want to go Blake blame Baker. It's like, Oh no, they got Kevin Stefanski's things are still being worked out. That's right. So they, they, they can't get a novice coach. Don't, I don't want to, I don't want a, a baby, a, a young pup. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, uh, some type of like, can you shake up the magic eight ball head coach? I want somebody that got some skins on the wall. That's like right. A guy like Cowher, let's just use him for example. Right. If Trevor Lawrence has like a bad outing for a few weeks, it's not like people are going to tear down Cowher. They're just going to be like, yo, give Cowher time. That's give right. Him time. And Cowher will say, it's on me. Cowher's the type of guy who can very easily say, look, man, I've been through this. It's on right. me. I'll take the heat in this scenario. It's yep. amazing. I was thinking, I was looking at Miami. Miami's eight and four. Okay. <laughs> Tua, man. Tua. So we're looking at these young quarterbacks that are, in my opinion, the, they are the future of the league. I think the league from a quarterback perspective, and it is a quarterback driven league. The league is at its best when Tom Brady is Tom Brady. I've never, I can't believe this. Cause when I, I'll put it in a context of tennis. Okay. I don't know how much tennis you watch, but like for years it's Federer, Djokovic and Nadal, Nadal. for 20 yeah. years, dude, 20 years, these guys, but there's nobody coming up that are the next Federer. So I say to myself, when these guys are 41, 42, what's going to happen? So you look at who's having a good year this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is having an unbelievable year. And that's our guy. I just love the dude. Think he's a great guy. He's funny. He's chill. I mean, I say, look at the when. What was the game? He threw five touchdowns and everybody goes up to the camera in the end zone to flex. And he comes and does the laziest flex ever. It's so funny. He's, He's always aware. He's Always. aware. He's hyper aware and he's funny. And it's what makes him a great quarterback because he's aware of everything at all times. Yep. But he's even aware of being funny in the moment yep. on a football field, which you're like, dude, that is that's an indulgence. That's By like being an, funny while acting like he's not trying to be funny. And that's, he, the, that's the genius layer of it. It's like and he makes a throw off his back foot while backpedaling that is only in a box, which you as a receiver, I know will understand yeah. that it is only in a place where you, the receiver can catch it. The defender is either going to, it's either going to be a PI or he's going to miss it. And the only way it doesn't get caught is if you drop it. And that's how brilliant he is. He's having a good year. I would argue that. Yeah. I, I would argue that breeze obviously dropped off, but look at what Taysom Hill is doing. But like the, the, Russell Wilson is still great. He's established. He's not a young dude. But like you said, Pat Mahomes feels like a veteran, but he's still a young dude. Kyler Murray, young dude. Tua, young dude. I mean, these guys, Josh Allen, young dude doing it. And so this league is in great shape as far as the, from the quarterback position with so many teams, Lamar Jackson, you feel like we got Baker Mayfield having a year. You're like, and all those at, teams. Look at Joe Burrow, what he did before he got injured. We saw we saw some moments. We're like, damn, this young dude got some juice. And he was getting beat up in I some mean, of those games and yep. kept picking himself up off the dirt. Um, even uh, Herbert. Herbert looks good dude, for the Chargers. I think he's big, strong, and like, like uh, listen, we, you might not even be sold on the, the, the quarterbacks in the AFC West, but Herbert, he's had, he just looks the part. Like, he looks sure. like he's fresh out of a movie. He's right. like tall, you know, yeah. he has that like California yep. vibe to him. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Drew Locke, like, I don't know what you, I, some people are hot or cold on him, but I think he got it, man. Like, do you he, really he can make every throw? He has, he has a, a sauce to him. He's just like, 
He got it, man. I, I, I like that. But like, I, w- I want to touch back on, um, sure. on, um, you know, you talked about Tua and yeah. you know, pr- your previous question about, you know, is it a coach or a quarterback? That's like, like the coach Flores for the Miami Dolphins, the perfect quarterback for Tua because yeah. Tua doesn't talk. Right. Never. He just, he's chill. Yep. They have this weird dynamic of quarterbacks where, you know, he, he got pulled one game and then was he hurt? And then he got put back in and then mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick came in and won some games. It's like he needed to land there. He didn't le- he didn't need to land anywhere where he needed to be the man. So anytime now when something happens to Tua and Flores comes out, he's the first one to come out. He's like, no, I made this decision and this is why I made it. And he's so matter of fact that you're like, all right, we're good. No more questions. Yeah. And and you say to yourself, OK, Tua is the future of that team. He definitely yep. is. And but you're winning with Fitz, Fitz magic. It's an exciting time. You're actually winning games with this dude. Right. It was almost like the Chicago bulls when they had to fire Doug Collins and bring in Phil Jackson. You're like, Doug Collins took you to the, to the NBA conference championship. Yeah. He was a couple of wins away from taking you to the NBA yeah. finals and you're firing that dude. And you're like, yeah. yeah, because there's a ceiling as to what Ryan Fitz magic can do for just you. Like, just like when Mark Jackson was coaching the golden state warriors. That's right. Yeah. That's right. really good. And it's like, damn, okay. How do you fire Mark Jackson, a legend? And mm-hmm. then you, you fire him and he's a playoff like contender every season, every year they hire Curry. And you're like, Oh, okay. I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kerr who played under Jackson, who played under Popovich, who, who literally had the, you know, again, but who also, but who like Phil Jackson had the outside of the box approach yep. of like, I'm not going to hammer my players. I'm not going to embarrass my players. I'm going to build them up. I'm going to, we're going to talk about mental state. We're going to talk about meditation. We're going to talk about visualization, like all the things that sort of those, those coaches who aren't those old school, hard, like a guy who can talk to this generation. And that's why people respond to him. You just see it. That's a great example of a coach that um, he, he, because teams are a direct reflection of their head coach. So Mark Jackson, point guard, you know, he, mm-hmm. he can manipulate an offense. They come mm-hmm. down. They were running schemes, trying to get mm-hmm. guys open. The, the offense was good. It wasn't as explosive. Kerr was a shooter. That yeah. was it. It's not like you say Kerr is anything else. He was a shooter. And he was one of the best. And clutch. He comes in and he says, all right, I'm going to just – we got a, some, a few good shooters. If we get a couple more, we're just going to shoot teams yep. out of the gym. Move it, it might around. seem like it's not going to work. It was almost like a flash in the pan. Like, you can't do this. It's not sustainable mm-hmm. for 82 mm-hmm. games. They're just going to mm-hmm. shoot hella threes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, when it comes to the analytics, it's better to shoot a three than a mid-range shot. The risk yep. versus a reward. Yep. And look, every team is trying to mimic that. Every team is trying to get shooters, yep. you know? Ball movement. And you look at the Celtics and you look at Brad Stevens' team and you say, okay, they're like a mini They're like a mini yep. Golden State in that they move yep. the ball around and you have great players and 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 then ultimately the ball finds a guy who's open and then you got to trust that that guy's going to knock it down. It's so yep. fascinating. So two games happened this weekend that I want to get your take on uh-huh. and is are they aberrations? And I say this weekend because this, the, the week finished on a Tuesday. But to me, the NFC East <clears throat> showed out in a way that I don't think anyone expected. Everybody was like, man, someone's going to win the NFC East going five and 11, maybe. Okay. This, I don't even understand the NFC East this year. This is the weirdest division ever. And whoever wins that is going to lose to a wild wild card team immediately in the first game. But the Redskins won and the giants won two games. They had no business winning. I mean, it, 
it shows you they popped the cork in Miami. I'm sure, That's you know, I'm sure Bob Gracie popped the cork. OK, and was like, yeah, bitches, this shit is hard, you know, and then by the same token, you know, it's like it's amazing that those teams won. So are, are they for real, i.e., should we worry about them? Does Alex Smith bring something to the have the, have the Giants figured something out so that if you are a wild card team, you better watch out. You got to play them at home. Yeah, is it better to be like uh, have a good record or to be hot coming into the playoffs? See, there you go. That's that's the ultimate question, the age-old question about December football. Um, last week I said that the NFC East is the most entertaining division in all of football. Mm-hmm. And Peter Schrager lit me up. He's like, Nate, what are you talking about? It's ridiculous <laughs> tape. That's a fallacy. That's a fallacy. That's a good Schrager. That's I'm a like, great Schrager. First of all, relax. It's 7 a.m. Can I get can I get my takeout? Um uh-huh. and, and second of all, entertaining is different depending on who's watching. So, like, I like the fact that it is a little bit of a shit show. I yes. like the fact that yeah. it is chaotic. I like the fact that these teams were written off at the beginning of the season. And now all of a sudden, December. You got Alex Smith, who is a winner. Forget about what you think, you know. The dude can win. You have a defense in Washington that are some dogs. Oh, my. Chase Young, Chase man. Young. Chase Young, he looks, man. He, he's sitting in pads. Looks like arms. I mean, legs are hanging out of his jersey. Uh, he's and, amazing. yeah, Montez Sweat, who's just a Kimbe Matumbo on balls, yeah. batting, down, batting down everything. Um, and a defense that flies around. And they're confident. And they're feeling themselves. While in December, you have other teams that are still trying to figure out their identity. Yeah. The, 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 the Bucks, like, who are they? Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows. I, I, know, I know who the Washington football team is. The Washington football team is a team that, that, um, that, that knows they shouldn't be here, but mm-hmm. have the talent to be. Mm-hmm. They're led by um, two big personalities. And the reason it's important is because when it comes to – like playing teams in December in the playoffs because yep. they one of these teams will indeed play a playoff game. Mm-hmm. It's the toughest thing to face is a team that has nothing to lose but everything to gain. Right. And uh, you take that a step further with who they're led by. Ron Rivera was literally just fighting for his life. Yep. A non-Hoskins lymphoma. Um, and and it, he, he made it out, rung the bell, and was going to practice still week in and week out. That, that dude is leading your team. You're, you also have a quarterback who almost lost fighting, his leg fighting to walk again. Right. Like, right. He, he almost, just like you said, almost lost his leg. So this is the circumstances surrounding this Washington football team. Now, if you're some squad that makes it to the playoffs and you're feeling yourself and mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. been a decent ride and you haven't went through too much turmoil. You think that in the playoffs, like this Washington team is going to lay down. That's right. No, they aren't. They just they, the Steelers, the undefeated Steelers who have everything. Steelers are good on every level. Every they possibly level. have the coach of the year. Yep. They have yep. uh, defensive players that two, two defensive of the year candidates, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. Offensively, a host of our receivers any team would want. Claypool, Claypool being a rookie that just opens up everything for everybody else. Did, everybody. Could we see that coming? I didn't. I mean, I was like, I think he might contribute a little bit, but is he oh, going to? Unbelievable. The Canadian, they call him Mapletron. He's he's a beast. But like, but like <laughs> with, with 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 the Washington football team, they're looking at the squad like, all right, I don't know what all the hype is. We're about to win this game. And they did and, and a, in a very convincing way. It's not like it was that a couple of things bounced away. But I mean, shoot, they deserve a little bit of good luck and good favor. Um, but as far as the Giants, who knows? Like, I, I know back in what was it like 
2009 or something, or 2012, they went nine and seven, scraped their way into the playoffs. And beat and the undefeated Patriots. Run. Yeah, like, beat, beat so, the so, undefeated Patriots. So for people to say, well, these guys are just going to, they're going to get into the playoffs and they're going to get smacked around. Okay, all right. Watch your favorite team go into the playoffs with uh, a, a injury, because we know this is how football goes. You hate to say it, but it's inevitable. There's going to be one to two major injuries that are going to happen this month, and it's yep. going to come completely change everything prime example of that last year right before the playoffs the ravens who were hot as every hot as anybody they lost mark ingram and mark andrews they're yeah. starting running back and starting tight end that derailed them the, people yep. will say oh well, it was the titans that came no they lost two dudes that they lean on on their offense they couldn't do anything so That's right something's going to happen these two teams are getting healthy not just physically, but also spiritually. And I feel like the Giants in Washington can really flip the table over. So let's say a team from the NFC East goes eight and eight, which I think is possible. They're both four yeah, and yeah. they're are they what are they five and seven right now? Five and seven. Five and, yeah. five five and seven. seven. So that's saying over the next couple of games, they go two, you know, they go three and one in three the last one. few yep. games. Someone goes three and one. How confident are you going three and one? That I think that's possible. definitely a possibility. Definitely. So an eight and eight team doing some damage in the playoffs. That's not unheard of. Like you said, a nine and seven team won the Super Bowl against an undefeated. That's amazing. What do we have to lose? You go into the playoffs at eight and eight. So like, the, the, the team that feels like they have an opportunity to play in the next round or even make it to the Super Bowl. It's going to sound weird, but like, it's almost like you know you have another game to play because it's like we're supposed to be here. Now we got Super Bowl hopes and aspirations. Right. So we got another game to play. Like let's get let's get this game and get out healthy and then mm -hmm. get to the next round. Washington's not thinking like that. Everything's out on the field. You know how they say leave it out on the field. That's right. They're literally they're like, yo, we weren't supposed to be here anyway. So we're like, on house money. We're playing house, house money. money. Let's just so do like, this thing. You know, house money and and you know. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying you, you've been in games before where if your team is supposed to win and whatever the game plan or a player on the other team is stepping up or something is happening where suddenly it's like you look up and you're in the third quarter and it's close or you're down a touchdown, then you it's like you have to readjust your attitude like you're saying, whereas opposed to the other guys who are like, hey, we're fighting for everything. Who knows what's going to happen? We could be down. 12 points who cares they yeah. come in not expecting to be on top so that when they are on top then they just keep playing like they've been playing but if they aren't on top or if they're down by a little then they're like we expected this that's this is what we thought we got we got a claw that's for everything i want to ask you how legit you think the browns are uh you know they lose they lose big players but guys like donovan people's jones is stepping up and you got yeah. baker is playing his he's playing legit i mean it was a little scary that they were up 35-7 and then only win 41-35 last week. But still, right. like, still, like, are they legit? Are they a legit nine and three? I think they are. Yeah, what are nine they? And three. Nine and three. Nine and three. Nine and three. <laughs> nine and three. It, it, it sounds so crazy that, like, as soon as it leaves your lips, you're like, Browns are nine and three. <clears throat> nine, and <laughs> nine and three, man. Yeah, they, it's, for me, I look at, what they're doing right now and how that applies to December football and cold weather playoff football. They have a quarterback that is taking care of the ball. Baker is not throwing the ball recklessly, turning it over and forcing the issue like he did in his sophomore season. Mm -hmm. um, this year, he's been a little bit more measured after making some mistakes early. He's figured out what he needs to lean on the run game. They have Nick Chubb. He's awesome. And Kareem Hunt. Yep. And they are fantastic together. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like, 
I, I said it on the show, it's like, it's like fighting Mike Tyson in the first round and then him leaving in the second round, he has a twin brother named Tyke Meissen and he, he comes <laughs> in and just, he's swinging just the same, just as strong. Yeah. It's like, you're getting hit by the same dude. Usually teams, it's like, you have the thunder and the light and the big and the small, you have the, the zip mm -hmm. and the zap. No, no, these dudes are the exact same runner. So think about how demoralizing that is when those two dudes are running down your throat for four That's quarters. Right. It's not only demoralizing, but it's exhausting. And then the moment you're like, oh, all right, man, listen, we gotta, gotta sell out to we gotta sell out to stop the run. All right, linebackers, I need to take a step up and Eight safety. In the box. To crop the, Eight in the, box. the moment that safety sees that arm extend and the running back roll over it as if he's about to take it, and then all of a sudden the linebacker jumps up like this. Baker yeah, pulls that ball out, picks his eyes up, and he's looking down the field for Donovan Peoples Jones or Jarvis Landry or Rashard Hollywood Higgins. Like mm -hmm. that, that is what makes this team special. Is that the run game you know is going to hit you in the mouth. That's right. But the knockout blow is when they throw that play action right over the top. I think they're legit, man. And they just got Miles Miles Garrett back. Yeah. He's, he's an incredible talent. Yep. And it's another team, like I do believe Cleveland is confident, like, man, we got a legitimate shot to, to mm -hmm. win a Super Bowl. But they're also they're the redheaded stepchilds of the of the the playoff contenders. Right. Like it's like it's like oh yeah okay what are the group of teams? Okay, let's look at who's who's wearing in the okay wild card. That's where the Browns are. Yeah, but it's the Browns, right? So right. like you right. know that. So the Browns get in the tournament. They get in the postseason. What do they got? They've they've already won. We said it with our own mouths. Yes. The Browns are nine and three. Mm -hmm. They've won the whole season already. That's right. Their now, fans are happy. In this instance, so yeah, we're not like, far away from them. We're not so far away from them having parades, for right? Going so to 16 for Owen 16. So the Browns are nine and three, and Buffalo is nine and three. And I'm telling you, man, people think Buffalo is more of a contender than the Browns because the because Buffalo is winning their division just because they're Buffalo, and Buffalo has had some disappointing losses too. Um, but they're legit as well. And if, listen, Buffalo might have a little bit of a better passing attack. Anchored by Stefan Diggs. Yes. Um, but Browns, they have a better running back. Court. That's right. That's right. And, and, I mean, you know, quarterback plays, it's give or take. And you can't you can't just say, oh, Josh Allen, uh, by far. No, no. No. You look it's... at the way Baker Mayfield's been playing, he's been taking care of the ball. And 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 I think this last game was the ultimate, like, because everybody was saying, Well, the Browns are good, but I just don't know if Baker's ready for the big moments. I just don't know. Baker was dialed in versus he's the ready. He's and ready. If he plays like that. And they game plan like that because they had the trickeration and and and, and the, the the plays to, mm -hmm. to to different things to mix it up. Like I said on the show today, I was doing the um that that kind of like Philly special they did where they handed off to Chubb and then yeah, gave yes. Jarvis. Jarvis gets smacked, throws with the left hand. The Baker on the sideline does a toe drag, and I, I started it off. And though you guys are genius writers, and this was this is how I started off the highlight because mm -hmm. I'm. Like, you know how it is. It's like yeah. I could talk about this just a trick play. Nah. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we got a trick play here. Uh -huh. And I want you to pay attention. He's gonna hand it off to Chubb. Yep, everybody on defense, they all have their eyes on Chubb, like a teenage boy getting called to the front of the classroom. Uh -huh. and, <laughs> and then I did this on like uh, Mr. Burleson, you wanna come up and speak? And I had the paper over my pants. You know, it's kind of, it's like a fine line you, locker you, room joke. Yes. You danced oh, up to it. That's right. All eyes, to on Chub, all eyes on the Chub. 
<laughs> that's dude that's I first of all it, that's man. brilliant that's brilliant and well done it's so funny because i'm thinking about it as you're talking about it, i'm like okay the afc has you know kansas city yep. and pittsburgh which people are thinking of, but they got buffalo and you got miami and you got tennessee which in a playoff atmosphere is the type of team that if derrick exactly. henry goes off forget yep. about it Yep. And they got the Colts aren't bad. I mean, it's like you got a lot of teams, eight and four or better, that are are legit. And then again, when you go to the NFC, the Packers, yep. Seattle, yep. the the Rams have to be talked about. If for some reason, you know, Arizona gets on another upswing, then you're talking about Tampa. Arizona, Tampa. Like. So there are to me, I think there are so many teams that right now sitting as we sit right now, 12 games have the hope, season, have a lot of hope. So yep. if I have OK, I'm going to ask you this prediction and we'll come back and do some quick hits with you. But uh, gun to your head, who's in the Super Bowl and who wins the Super Bowl right now? I'll stay with my original pick. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Um, Whoa. It's a. Uh, it's it's a magical turnaround by Tampa to catch the rhythm and find their identity. Mm -hmm. They they scrape some tough games through in the playoffs, and mm -hmm. Tom he takes his team to a Super Bowl in a city where they play, um, and a team has never won. This whole storyline is beautiful. It's like yeah. it's written out of a, a fairy tale, and then it's a back and forth affair, very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes last second two minute drive, he just does to Tom, what Tom has done to so many quarterbacks, and he wins it in a spectacular fashion. A big catch by Kelsey or, or, or Tyreek Hill, and I think that's how it's going to play out in my head, in my theatrical mind. And it would be one of those games where it's like, damn, even Tom at this age proved that he can do it, but this was a graceful way of handing the torch over. And it wasn't snatched off of his dead arms because yeah. he was playing at 50 years old. You know, this was this was the this is the way we wanted it to happen, and from, and then from there we ride it out. You know, it's time coming back. It's time coming back. So I think that's how I see it playing out. But I could easily I could easily see Drew Brees making it to a Super Bowl. Like I don't think the Saints are just they're just really good, man. I just you can't. But Saints are yeah, always I forgot the Saints. I forgot the Saints. And the Saints are like that's something you can always count on. The Saints will forever be regular season good. It's like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. because both of those quarterbacks deserve to be two ring guys. There's certain guys where I'm like, hey, hey congratulations on the ring. Be happy with that one. This That's I mean, right. You got but it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, let's not walk get away. Away. Walk away from the casino. Walk away, dude. Walk like, away from the it, casino. Go to the strip club. Get out. Get out. You're good, get You're out. good man. Put it in your pocket. Uh, but, like, for – Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, like I always look at these guys just like curiosity because I just don't want them to retire as one ring guys. They're too talented, superbly no, I talented. mean, it's and then you think to yourself, you think, oh my God, Dan Marino. Dan Marino had yeah. so much talent and so never talent. won one. He had so Dan Marino has zero. Eli Manning has two. And Eli Manning's not bad. Right. He's a good quarterback. And like we said, took yeah. a nine and seven team and beat an undefeated yeah. team and had the magic to make those, you know, to make the plays when they counted the most. You got to give him credit for that. But like, in my opinion, Eli should not have as many as Peyton and he does. And right, so, right. And, and, and what's crazy is like you, you start to, because we're all fans of yesteryear, right? The eighties and nineties football. We're also fans of the NBA. And we know how many dudes couldn't touch a, 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 
championship because of Jordan. Like we know, we, we see right. these dudes. Like we That's see right. Barkley all the time. Or like, Dominique, guys, Dominique Wilkins, Dominique. man, please. Like, come on. We, these are legends. Legends, like, it's not, legends. There's a couple of quarterbacks that aren't going to win because of Pat Mahomes. It's like, ah, whatever. But yeah. like, there's going to be some very talented guys that might not ever win. Like, will we see, like, is Deshaun Watson going to be Dan Marino? Mm. Is Lamar Jackson going to be Dan mm. Marino? Is, is Josh Allen going to be Dan That's Marino? a great, like, that, great question. You know, so it's like, you're thinking about it and you're like, dude, we're witnessing this era where quarterbacks are more talented than ever and none of them might not be as talented as Pat Mahomes, who could be the gatekeeper for other teams winning a Super Bowl. So, so if we talk about what Brady's dominance in the last 20 years and what he's done, and he's the GOAT, I mean, let's just say it. The dude yeah. is the GOAT. There is just none yeah. better. The fact that he's leading a team at this age in the, and this you know, th- that is relevant right now. I Great. mean, it, so Great. he is the GOAT. But for a guy like Pat Mahomes, if if he's lucky enough to win three or four or whatever, in this era of these quarterbacks and these teams, the way it goes, I mean, I think you have to look at the group of people that are around you to say, okay, is this the greatest ever? You know, you never yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. And Pat Mahomes, he, he has it. He has everything. He has the demeanor. He's humble. He also has that just a little bit of cockiness. He like he almost Jordan shrugs every game. He's just right. Like, he's like yeah. Steph Curry. He reminds me of Steph Curry a little he bit. He, he's, he's like up, he's like football Steph Curry. Yeah. And do a little, you know, what I'm saying he'll do, like he does have that Steph Curry vibe. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing: at the end of their career, say Pat Mahomes goes on like a, a crazy run, right? And he's winning five, six rings, and then the conversation yeah. happens, and we're like, "Yo, is it is it Pat Mahomes or, or Tom Brady? Tom Brady is it is it LeBron or Jordan? Like, I, right. we're gonna have that conversation. For me, there's two ways you can look at it. Yeah, you can you can pick Mahomes and say because he's so skilled. Yeah, like he's so skilled. It's he's a different type of skill. Like even the, some of the throws that he practices when he's training, like the cross body throws, the no yes, looks, no look, like, a no the, look, the, a the no off, look, the no look in a game with a with a collapsing pocket up against the Ravens. Like Dude, this wasn't at practice. Unreal. The pocket collapsed. He steps up and looking over here and he threw crazy. So like and and he could run. He could run a little bit. He's 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 stronger than you think. Yeah. So all of these different attributes and skill sets. And characteristics they make him like that makes you like okay check 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 check, 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 check. he's the greatest but then on the flip side mm-hmm. if you look at brady all the things that he never had yeah the receivers never had speed, never had ne- speed. he's never had speed forget about a receiver which is true pat mahomes is playing with an all-star team let, let me let's be clear but brady brady hasn't had that in his whole career but even on a more physical standpoint yeah if you just had an argument with you're going back and forth all these great quarterbacks all these, and you said Brady is the slowest quarterback to play the game. Yeah. And he's still and he every game he went into from the moment he started this league, he was never a threat to run. You know how crazy it is for a team to walk in and game plan and say, Hey, defense, like don't worry about him running. Like he's not gonna <laughs> run. He's not gonna run the ball. So, like, so so that means still, he and still surgically picks you apart. So he is so smart at identifying what the defense is doing. He's so smart at pre-snap changing the call and understanding what what's going to work like he sees it's like the dudes who who walk up to a piano and just yeah. they don't even see the keys they see the song and they're just like oh yeah. man you're you're yeah. in a you're a savant you're on a different level but imagine in those same ways if a defense if you're a defense playing pat mahomes let's say you're the ravens and you're like okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna sell out to take away his ability we're gonna put two spies on him to take away his ability to run yeah. Okay, so he's not running anymore. He's not which has been done, which has been done, which has been done. Now, 
what are we going to do now? Is he going to pick you apart the same way that Tom Brady? It's, yes. a, it's, it's worth in that discussion. Or, or, or what's worse? How many times have you seen a defense back up the Chiefs like third and 16? Then you see the D-backs almost like establish a situation where you have a coverage sack. And then he slips out and everyone's yep. downfield and he, and he scrambles for 22 yards. Your back is yep. broken at that point. Yep. Or, or you're like, all right, we, we tried to blitz and, and Tyreek gashed us because uh, Pat Mahomes just kept backing up and threw off his back foot like Dirk and Whiskey shooting a jumper. Yeah. And, 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 and then you say, okay, well, let's, let's, let's rush three and drop eight. That, that'll do it. That, that'll do it. And now Mahomes is sitting there like this. Yeah, 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 looking around. And if you give him all day to throw with the speed and the skill set of guys he has – they're going to get a completion. So Hell it's yeah. like, it's pick your poison. Like, what are you going to do up against that? As long as they keep surrounding him with guys like that, guys like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Demarcus Roberts, Sammy Watkins, mm -hmm. like McCole Hartman, those type of players, I don't see anybody slowing this team down ever. It's, ever. Coo it's cool because Kansas City, in my opinion, just from growing up and we grew up in St. Louis. And to me, we never, you know, Kansas City is like one of the oldest franchise, one of like the yeah. old representative of the old NFL. Like yep. it's like when the Lakers are good, you know, yep. like Kansas city is good when the it's it to me is not that I want to take away from a Jacksonville of this world, right, right, but right. like it's just different. It's, it's, it's like when the Raiders are good, it's just right. different. That's right. That's right. All right. That's let's right. take a quick break. Nate Burleson is with us. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I could talk to you forever about all this. Uh, and, and follow him on Instagram, follow him on Twitter. Great follow on both those things. We'll come back with three quick hits right after this. This is view from the cheap seats. Don't go anywhere. Remember when we would grow up, uh, ran and one and not get sugar cereals. Remember when we were growing up and we didn't eat sugar cereals because our parents would let us. Mom and dad would never get a sugar cereals. And whenever we go up to visit our grandparents in Canton, Ohio, and our aunt and uncle lived across the street, the first thing we made them do was take us to a grocery store so that we can get the snack pack of cereals because that to us felt like an indulgent. The sugar smacks, the, the and it was. Let me just say this. I can't believe our teeth stayed in. We ate so much of this stuff that I was no, like, no, we got cavities. We have yes. tons of cavities, so we shouldn't have eaten it. It wasn't we should good, have eaten it, but we just craved it because it tasted so good. So what we have now is a situation with one of our sponsors where you can get that great taste and not have your darn teeth fall out because it's actually really healthy. And we're talking about our good friends at Magic Spoon. I can't keep the Magic Spoon in my house. My wife has gotten into them. The kids have gotten into them there. I got all four flavors. I'll tell you my favorite. I'm a blueberry guy. My kids love the cocoa. My wife loves the frosted. It's just it's amazing. It's like 11 grams of protein and in, in zero grams of sugar and only three net grams of carbs in each serving three net grams of carbs i like the fruity flavor tastes amazing it feels too good to be true it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low carb and gmo free dude i love these guys go to magicspoon.com slash sklar grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code sklar at checkout to get free shipping 
I love that right now in this time when, when well, COVID is looking, raging. Okay, so we're about to enter the holiday season where you know you're going to eat. And what you don't need is that extra snacking that isn't good for you. So you get a low-fat milk or non-fat milk or soy milk or whatever you'd get. Then have the magic spoon. That is a fulfilling and filling snack that you can have like in the afternoon. It doesn't have to just be for breakfast. It can be your afternoon thing and then you feel good about it and you say to yourself, okay, I feel good. That tasted great and I didn't do it tremendous amount of damage to myself. Right. So Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. It's the best. You man, don't like I love it. it. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Sklar. Use the code Sklar for free shipping. And of course, we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Want to take a second and talk about our good buddies at Faraday. I'm wearing my Faraday Legends sweater pants, sweatpants. They're the most comfortable pants I've ever owned, sweatpants. I love all their clothes. I go to their site. Randy and I were shoppers and fans of these guys. It's a set of twins who run this small business. They're so responsible. They're awesome. The company, it's the Faraday family. Their wives are in the business. Their mom are in the business. We've met them. We've hung with them. We love them to begin with. And now they're sponsoring our show. Uh, every piece of their clothing, I would say, has lasted us like multiple, many, many years. Are you, am I'm I right not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm wearing my Faraday Henley, long sleeve Henley right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I probably have about 30 pieces of clothing from them. That's They're my favorite brand. They're the best. They make the best clothes. Uh, all the really cool shirts that you see us, even the the short sleeve Hawaiian shirts, the long sleeve kind of Native American shirts that I wear, that's all from them. Like you said, the legend sweater stuff is so cool. Just support these guys. It's the best gift to give that person in your life. It's a gift to give yourself, but that great piece of clothing that you feel good in that looks really good on you. And I've bought a lot of clothes for my wife. Uh, they have great women's clothes too and, and great kids clothes and stuff too. I think I bought like probably 10 or 15 things for my wife too there. Amazing stuff. So tell them how they can get it. Just check out their stuff, especially for this holiday season. And there's a great deal for our viewers and our listeners. Right now, you can get 25% off your next Faraday purchase when you go to faritybrand.com slash seats. That's F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash seats for 25% off faritybrand.com slash seats. Support these guys. They're twins. They're awesome. They're good guys. They care about the environment and their clothes are amazing. It's our favorite go-to thing. And I'm so happy and grateful they're supporting our pod. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We want to remind people uh, tomorrow night, we're doing a live Dumb People Town podcast. Uh, you can go to eventbrite.com. There's only a few tickets left. It's going to be great. So we, we talk a lot of Kansas City. We got a Kansas City rapper on the show, Mac Lethal. Unbelievable. We got the guys from the Dollop podcast. Mac Lethal, one of the fastest rappers out there. He's such a great dude. Um, big Chiefs fan. And uh, we're doing that. And then we're on this stereo app doing like live conversations. Next week, I think we're going to do one Monday or Wednesday, Friday for Scarborough Country, the virus edition, and then Tuesday, Thursday uh, for um, Dumb, Dumb People Town. Town. It's so much fun. Follow us. Hit that stuff. Uh, let's get into some quick hits. Uh, I I don't know why, and you can tell us this. I don't know why we, we hold up major league umpires and referees higher than the standard of an average person. Maybe. Maybe it's because we have they, they judge our sporting events, so then we assume they're going to have better judgment in, in life. real life, right? In life. I mean, isn't that what we think? 
Well, I this story is so insane. A major league umpire, Brian Onora, was arrested in Ohio in a human trafficking sting. Did you read about this? Did you see this? Uh-uh. So he's a major league umpire, MLB, and he was he's 57 years old. He and 13 other men were arrested Sunday in Youngstown, Ohio, and charged with soliciting third degree misdemeanor and possessing criminal tools, which I don't know what that is. What That's is a criminal? I don't know what a criminal tool is. A criminal tool? Is it like a face mask? I don't know. Uh, third degree misdemeanor announced Friday. Attorney General said, according to th- this is insane. Uh, Onora joined the Major League Baseball in 99. So he's been a umpire for a long time. And then now he's caught in this prostitution sting. Like, can he ever come back and be an ump anymore? Nah, fam. No, 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 He's done. Nah, I think it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah, yeah. just. It's a wrap, bro. You can't. And you're right, though. When it comes to umps and refs, like we think that like, they take the job under oath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, all right, do you here solemnly swear yep. to be the best referee and human? Yeah. Not. You know, but but we shouldn't look at them like that. That's why people get so upset when they make mistakes. Yeah. It's like, bro, the referees they got two eyes just like us. They mess up. But this is way messed up. What's, the, res- what's the respect level of players on the, because you've been on the field. Or do you realize and recognize, especially now, I feel like the game is coming so fast because guys are so big and so fast. Jay and I stood on the sidelines of a, at the beginning of a Cincinnati Bengals when we were at the NFL Network. Remember we did this piece where Jay and I yeah. were like, we're going to be the first two guys in the Ben Gals cheerleader thing. And it was, so they took us to the whole thing. But we stayed for the game and we stood on the sideline and watched the, that was when Cincinnati was actually in first place. They played Seattle and Seattle came back and won that game. It was just a crazy game. I'm looking at the speed of this game and the size of these guys. And the referees are our size. Okay. They're 5'8, five, 5'9, five, you know. Is there a respect level for these guys and how much they get right by the players? Yeah, I, I believe there is. You know, players don't go as crazy as fans do. Even when you see a messed up call on the field, players are just kind of like, oh, that's a terrible call, and you move on. It's not like basketball. The NBA, they will snap at the rim. Yes. They'll go crazy. Yes. NBA players, we let the co- – I mean, NFL players, we just let the coaches do that. Mm-hmm. And from there, we just – we might, and plus on top of that, there's you know there's fines involved. You start talking too much, you know that that yep. that letter is gonna pop up on your pocket. You don't want a letter. And Draymond Green has uh, apparently never committed a foul, not once in his not entire one. career. He has never committed a foul his entire career. <laughs> uh, that's like all right. Let's Wallace. move on to the second one. Yes, that's right. Rasheed Wallace, bald on lie, and line. neither do I. All right. Uh, if you ever wanted to know how racist your fan base is, just uh, kneel as a team at the start of the game. A soccer match in England. Millwall fans booed their home team when all the players knelt in support of Black Lives Matter. Really? Like, that is insane to me. First of all, so they do it in England, in the English Premier League, and in those leagues. Obviously, they don't, they don't kneel during the national. But what happens is they blow the whistle, the ref blows the whistle to start the game, and instead of starting the game, all the players kneel for Black Lives Matter, which I think is amazing. Yeah, and it's great. No doubt about it. Uh, by the way, fan, how is that ruining your experience as a fan? Unless you are, like, you're just literally saying, we're a bunch of racists. Yeah, that's a fact. It's like, it's like for somebody to sit up in the stands and say, listen, I, I came here, I spent my money, I buy the jerseys, and and, and and you decide to do that right now and on my time? And it's like, all right, you keep claiming that you want to take a break from real life. That's why you don't want athletes to talk politics or talk mm-hmm. about social issues that are really going on that impact them. But let me just put it like this. 
I can't take a break from being black. You know how That's you can right. go home and as a fan, you can be like, oh, I'm gonna take off my 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 Jacksonville gear because I don't want to get talked about at work. But like, I, I can't walk outside and be like, you know what, let me take off my blackness. I'm gonna just go <laughs> ahead and be white today. Like it, it doesn't happen. So Amen. when you say I need a break from, from all this stuff the athletes are doing when it comes to social issues, just put yourself in athlete shoes and, and, and think to yourself, when's the last time they took a break from being black or being discriminated against or somebody that might be gay t taking a break from the discrimination they face? Like there's all these things that people are going through. And if they're going through that's because they don't have the ability to take a break. So beautifully and said. Also, so beautifully put. And so beautifully said. And also, it's not like they're saying, hey, we're going to play this soccer game. And then they blow the whistle. All the players go off the field and they're like, but first, instead, we're going to do a two-hour lecture from Dr. Cornell West. Right. No, we're not. Right. We're not doing that. They're kneeling right. for two, which, by the way, would also be awesome. Would be amazing. But they're I would just be saying, like, That's "Fucking that great. would be incredible." But, but the, all they're saying is they're kneeling for a few seconds to try and highlight that we need more humanity in the world. Like, if you can't handle that, you are just wrong. I don't give a shit. That's this bad. is not. It's not a discussion. Not a You're wrong. You're racist. They're not. Yeah. I think um, to right. me, to me, the, I think the NBA did a great job in the bubble, allowing their players to just Use their go off. Now, yeah. I would say to fans, did it ruin your experience to have somebody wear Breonna Taylor, have Jamal Murray wear Breonna Taylor and uh, George Floyd, you know, their pictures on his sneakers when right. he dropped 50 on someone? No, it did not. Right. right. You still watch the game. You yeah. still watch the game. Yeah, that's it. Results were the same. That's Thank it. You. If, you, if you can't handle it, you don't want to watch the post-game interview, you can turn it off. The rest of us were moved. Okay. Right. When you're a quarterback in any college program, it's probably a good idea to stay off any reality show that airs on Bravo. But again, if you're a quarterback for 0-5 UNLV, does it really matter? Max yeah. Gilliam was, was filmed on the Bravo show Below Deck eating sushi off a naked model. Okay. Now... Remember when, remember when Matt Leinart got all that shit for having like girls in his hot tub, like adults who are consenting. It's like, is that a scandal? You're a football player. You're a good looking dude. Or is that life? It's That's life. life. It's life. Don't be jealous. This guy made it. He did something that hardly anyone can do. He's in good shape. He's good looking. He's got money or he's on his way to get money. Who gives a crap if he can get nine women who are beautiful into his hot tub with him? Who cares? So this guy, Max Gillum, went on this Bravo show, Below Deck, which is a terrible show. Um, and he ate, by the way, let's put it in context. He ate sushi off a nude model who very clearly, if she's gonna lay down and let someone put sushi on her, she's consenting to this situation. For sure. Like She's making money. She's not saying no. So he's, he's not forcing himself it. on someone. He's not hitting someone when he's drunk. He's not in an elevator. Like, let's let's be clear what he did. And he's now apologizing. I'm like, you go to UNLV. Like, I'm surprised. I bet all the, the, the cheerleaders might also be at Crazy Girls, like working at night. I don't know. I have no idea. But they're at UNLV. Come it's on! Like it, it's there's Vegas. a moment. There's a moment where it gets taken too far. I mean, you'll you'll never get people who are more, you know, about women's issues and whatnot than us. But there's a moment where this stuff gets taken too far, and you can understand outrage on the other side. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely understand outrage. But it's like if he's an adult, 
and he's doing adult things. If he's above the age of 18 and nobody is hurt, nobody is sexually assaulted, everybody is consented to this, and it's caught on camera on a reality show, which we know mm -hmm. that's what the cameras are for. Yep. Um, I feel like there's certain things you can let slide. Now, if he is 17, of course, if the girl was underage, of course, this of is course. something extremely bad. But I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say that the dude was in the wrong because let's just keep it real. Like he's in college, he's probably doing worse on campus. So yes. like. Yes, I mean, let look, him live his life. They're zero and five. Maybe he should be studying the playbook instead of the sashimi down by her nether regions. But still, that, that's now that's a valid point. That's, that's a, a valid point. Or you know, so that's the, what he could have said. That's in what, the words of one of the most gifted uh, rappers of all time, Malibu's most wanted. Don't be hating, and maybe that's just all he has to say to people. Don't be hating. Don't be Don't hating. Don't be hating. Don't be this is great. So good. I, we could talk to you forever, man. You do such a good job. Want everyone to catch you on Good Morning Football with our friends Kyle and Pete. Uh, yeah. And and on, I think, again, I think you do such a good job on the CBS Football Sunday uh, pregame, between games. I just love your analysis on that. Appreciate Everything you, you do, man. I, I'm, we're so proud of you and so happy for you and happy that those in power and who have the ability to hire people see how talented you are and see how talented we know you are just keep it up man thank you guys man you guys are awesome anytime we gotta do this again we will we'll we will and maybe around will. the super bowl we'll have you back just because you're that so works. damn good you're the best nate uh, all, all right, right we'll be back right after this and uh don't go anywhere Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Nate Burleson, unbelievable. That dude is so smart. I'm so he's really refined his takes along with I think being around Kyle Brand and and Pete Schrager. He's just amazing. So check him out and all that stuff. And as we mentioned before, we're so lucky to have Maddie Matt McConaughey here, who made some waves this week, and just uh, <laughs> I made some like just like I do in Malibu. Yeah, I, I know, man. Making you waves. Love to, you love to. <laughs> You love to surf and you love to keep it calm, but you definitely are not afraid to be fiercely centrist in this world that appears at times to go too far to the extremes on either side. <laughs> I, well, I think what you're saying is I don't just smoke the pot. I stir it. Yeah, I like to stir, stir the, it. And I did a little stirring, didn't I, boys? I stirred did. it up. You, did. <laughs> so you stir the very pot that you smoke. Yeah. Um, and what what prompted you to say, okay, I, you, you couldn't just be like, I got my Oscar. I'm going to go surfing with my Oscar. You had to just be like, all right, everybody on the far left and everybody chill on the far, life, far right, shut the hell up. You hit it right in the right in the head, hit the nail right in the head. Here's what happened. Okay. Uh -huh. This is basically what happened. Yeah. See, my whole life has been about finding the center. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's the Buddha. It's the Buddhist way, right? Yep. It's the spirituality of the universe. The universe was created. Uh, to to find true zero. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. No, I don't want to get off on a whole rant about vaccines and what that means. Dude, and please, all this. hey, all right. Please, but listen, listen I want to say not. to you this. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. It's been happening my whole life. Who's my favorite uh, uh, player of all time? Odomi McDowell. What position? Center field. There you go. There I you saw him go. hit for the cycle July 23rd, 1985. Drove up from Austin to Dallas. It was a beautiful side, boys. I, I said, that is in and of itself the definition of universal centrism. Who's and your that's favorite? That's the answer, man. Who's your favorite basketball player? Olden Polonies, the guy never ate. He had Love zero, he had zero food, food in his body. 
and it's and the first letter of his name is a zero okay, okay that's yes, right in yes. zero sum game not here not there not negative not positive right in the middle i mean look when i drive my lincoln where do i drive it right over those yellow lines that's right <laughs> wait you can't no well, don't do, wait a second don't wait, do that is this don't a lincoln commercial this no, feels like copy from a lincoln, lincoln commercial. commercial but you can't I mean, listen i i was the one when they said matthew we want you to drive down this this old desert road and run into a bull. Well, not run into the bull. They said, stop short. I said, of course I will. Um, and, and I said, put him right in the center. Put him right in the center. It'll be, it, it'll be two entities, two entities in the universal cosmos meeting and understanding yep. each other's point of view. There you go. That was the ultimate uh, left, right, center uh, equation. Uh -huh. Cyrus and I bonded. We melded. It was, uh, it was Star Trekian, and I loved every minute of it. And I said, right in that moment, I said, this is where I need to go is right down the center of the road and show people, you know, my friends say, Hey, Matthew, man, you got people driving on the left. You got people driving on the right. They're all crammed in. There's no room in the middle. I said, well, they're so far to the left and the right. There's a big gap in the middle. That's right. And that's what I'm trying to fill. And you're going to drive, drive a Lincoln right through it. It's why your most hated Robert Downey Jr. Movie is less than zero. I hate it. You hate it. It's absolutely because, because what that movie did was, uh -huh. you see, it polarized, yep. right? It showed, mm -hmm. it showed the use of, of uh, recreational uh, narcotics, which mm -hmm. I'm not sitting here promoting, but at the same time, you're not against it. You I'm like not against it, but that, that film, yes, it showed the deleterious results of, uh -huh. of said uh, activity. <laughs> and in my opinion, it probably, you know, kept me and my friends off the off the funny stuff for at least a week or two. So, and that was wrong. So you're so what you're saying is if life were a University of Texas football game, you want to see them with a with their freshman running back run between the tackles right up the middle. That's what this is. And I'm in it for the long run, boys, all the way to the goal line. You know, I mean, we can sit here all day and talk about Republicans, Democrats and libertarians and all of these different ideologies. But what I'm saying is within that word itself, ideology. OK, forget the ology. Let's just stick with the idea part. Let's find the truth in the middle where we can all meet and agree. Listen, I, it's already happening. I have quietly been pushing for this country to uh, loosen its uh, stringent hold on uh, on uh, illegal uh, marijuana. Right. Yeah. OK. That has been falling like dominoes. You, know, yeah. you don't think I've been a part of that push along with Woody Harrelson, of course. No, you've been uh, at the you've been at the forefront of that. It was the I, forefront. It, you're at the it's not true detective. It's just true is what that is. It is true. It is absolute true. My favorite president of all time, Harry Truman. Why? He was a true pothead. Man. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Well, I, I, I don't was, know that. That's actually an interesting historical perspective. I'd like to read about that. So there you go. You know, I'm there. sure there are books uh, about that. But, you know, here's the thing. We're coming up uh, at the end of the year. A lot of partisanship. Everyone's yep. screaming over here and screaming over there. And I'm just in the center smiling and saying, join me. It's warm. There you go. It's like a nice Sunday in Malibu on the sand. You know, if uh, no one's around, fine. Lose the shorts and just roll around. Hang on a Hot second. Hot dog it. Corn dog it. Corn dog it. <laughs> okay. You heard <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is a great way to end this episode is just corn dogging it with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I hope you corn dog it and horn dog it the way you know how. And I hope you catch the waves. And I think it's a good message. It allows us to to, to love each other in a way that maybe we need to love each other. And I think Matthew in the middle. He's saying meet, meet in the middle. Right. That's what he's saying. And and you know Texas is right right there in the middle. Maybe not north south variety, not in the uh, latitude, but certainly but it's in the, in the center longitude. of our country. It's and in the center west. of our country. 
And they got a governor that's heading out soon. That's yep. all I'm saying. Dude, if you run for governor, I'm voting for you. And we, this, this will all be the, the way. greatest thing. All the way. No, all the way. No need to run, boys. I can walk right in the door. Thank you. <laughs> Maddie, Matt, uh, there he is. That's a walk-off right there. Speaking of walking in the door, that's a walk-off. And that is the show, you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you tomorrow night. Live Dumb People Town. Going to be a blast. Eventbrite.com. Get your tickets. There's still some left. And we'll see you on the stereo app. Get the free stereo app. We'll see you on Tuesday. Dumb People Town at noon. When, at Wednesday at noon, uh, Scarborough Country the Virus Edition. Thursday, Dumb People Town at noon. And then Friday, that's uh, Scarborough Country at noon. Love you guys so much. Punch a water faucet, wash your hands, and we are out. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.